Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone gets a foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament. We argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell me what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We are talking about the best SNL cast member of all time. And I think SNL started in 1913, so we've got a lot to choose from. <laughs> but luckily for us, we had an expert pick the 16 best so we didn't have to come through ourselves. My expert, expert is Zach Tresh. Zach. Hello. hello. Hello, Cody. Hello, Nick. How are you both doing? Good, good. We're Thank you good. for joining We're us. Good. We're ready for Thanks this. Thanks for having me. We're ready for this. I've spent tens of minutes reading these names and looking at pictures so I make sure I know who I'm talking about. And as, as, I, as I'm aware, you both have had shouting matches about SNL in the past. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, it has evolved <laughs> to that point. This is mostly just going to be a lot of us, you and I, Zach, reminiscing about great sketches and just like what this person really brought to SNL. And it's going to be mostly Cody saying, were they in this movie? They do this. <laughs> No, I've got, I'm going to bring a lot they, to the thing. You guys will be like, oh, I really love that sketch. They were a great host of Weekend Update. And I'll be like, yeah, but if you were alone with them and one of them had to make you spaghetti, which one would you pick? <laughs> not, That's, yeah. I'll let you ask the question, but I will not act like it, it's going to hinder or impact any of my evaluations of these. You know people. what the fucking worst part of this stupid show is? Zach, I'm so glad you joined us on our stupid show. The best part of our show is that you guys are two people who love this. This is like something you're very passionate about. And my dumbass still gets the same amount of voting power. It is such a <laughs> This is American politics at work. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, Bernie, you're like you're the you're the third wheel in this round in this, <laughs> but in a way you have more you have power. So it's like exactly, yeah. dude. It's why it's oh. maybe it's maybe a it's maybe showing us democracy was a failed experiment this whole time. <laughs> All right, well let's get into it here. We are in Group A, where once again Zach did give us the list, and then we sent it to our bracketologist. So we don't want anyone. You don't need to at Zach about these rankings, okay? Because I feel immediately. I can feel a lot of you already on your keyboards ready to go after you hear this one. Don't cuss me out. We have the number one seed, Kristen <laughs> Wiig, going up against the 16 seed, Chris Farley. And then we have the eight seed, Gilda Radner, going up against the nine seed, Norm MacDonald. Uh, oh. Zach, I'll let you pick. Which of these matchups do you want to go with first? Uh, let's just go for the gullet. The, All right. The jug- jugular, not the gullet. Is that the whatever uh, I think Kristen if you stab either Kr- one it's gonna hurt I mean I prefer not to get stabbed in the gullet and or jugular so whatever <laughs> simultaneously would yeah. suck ass <laughs> <laughs> oh <clears throat> uh, let's do Kristen and Chris yeah yeah let's let's just let's just do it because that's gonna be uh that's a oh, man wow what uh let's just start off with what is your do you have a like immediately off the top like a favorite sketch from from each of these Chris Farley, Matt Foley, no question. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been over overplayed, but there's a reason why. It's because it's such an iconic skit. It's one of those that it just every beat hit perfectly, and that's one of those skits where everyone breaking around Chris was just the perfect icing on that cake. And that skit it's, is just it's been like iconic. What, 35 years, and people are still saying in a van down by the river, like yeah, it's he's provided a yeah, he's provided a Halloween costume for Husky Boys. For like 35 years and like that right. that alone is how you know you're you made a perfect character is when everyone's like yeah i'm gonna dress up like this is easy and every like the second you see someone in a green jacket and khaki pants you're like and a big guy you're like that's Absolutely. a little that's a little mick all right 
and then you're like, you got to do it. You got to do it. So yeah, the best part is, um, yeah, the, the things that Chris did, he would, I read the book, the Chris Farley show book, um, about his life. And he would always do things that, to set up the cast to break when he was in a scene with them. And that one, he like kept his pants pulled down low. So whenever he'd hike them up, it'd just be over exaggerated <laughs> and just lose their shit. And just, yeah. Yeah. Well, Kristen Wiig did give us such hits as what was that? Bridesmaids? Banger of a film. Banger yeah. of a film. Yeah. It's that. Here's- <laughs> so you're going to, oh so wait, God. if you're going to go film the film and this is not to disparage Kristen Wiig, but <laughs> I mean, you do, I guess, I don't know. I, to say Tommy boy versus bridesmaids almost feels like two wildly separate things. Bridesmaids I is like, like groundbreaking. Whereas like yeah. Tommy boy is just universally like you just put that shit on on a Sunday with a hangover and you're going to be all right. It's going to take care of you. Was bridesmaids Judd Apatow? Uh, he's a part of it. I don't know if he, I don't think he directed, but I think he's, I think he's production on that. The reason why I choose Tommy boy is because bridesmaids is too fucking long. That's my take but, on yeah. it. Like, they the classic every, Judd Apatow Every problem. Judd Apatow. They could have trimmed a half hour out of every Judd Apatow film. I would have liked it 10 times more. I don't yeah. know. That's very, that's incredible. Yeah, it's two hours and five minutes, which for a comedy is so unnecessary. Yeah. I have, I've never seen Tommy Boy because I'm what? an idiot. <laughs> I don't watch old stuff. I don't know, man. I dodged <laughs> all these SNL bullets. This is, I'm just here to throw a monkey wrench in the whole system. <laughs> I'm here to fight the man from the inside. You guys are my oppressor and I'm here to take you down. <laughs> yes. We have forced you in. We have forced you into this space to talk about something. Yes. Cody, you, it's not like you have equal say over what we talk about or that you were <laughs> the one who invited Zach and we're like, he wants to talk about SNL. That sounds like a good, good idea. Don't you think Nick? And I was like, yeah, no, I, I can do that. So I don't know what you, I, you could have, you could have had this off at the past and been like, honestly, Nick's never seen SNL. He doesn't really, he doesn't really care for it. <laughs> We don't need to talk. If you got anything else, Zach, we could talk about something else. Best countries in Europe, anything but SNL. So you had a chance. So now sit in it and you either be nice or shut up. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is, it sucks for Kristen Wiig, but I think Chris Farley transcended SNL, right? He's one of like the most beloved stand-ups. He's one of the most beloved, uh, his, all of his SNL stuff, I, even I know, and I've never watched the show. And it was before I was even born. So like- yeah, he and actually he never did. He never did stand up, though. He actually never did stand up. Oh, he yeah, did. he was an improv How sketch guy. He booked on SNL without ever doing stand up. Uh, he did uh, Second City beforehand. Oh, yeah, improv team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, he crushed it doing Second City, and he was the star person. And then it was just Gucci after that. So I feel like my my biggest negative against Chris Farley is I feel like he empowered, he was elevating being kind of like a jackass. Uh, whereas like the kid in your like middle school class who's like watches one Chris Farley thing and thinks like, oh no, I just need to be obnoxious and loud and yell. And that's, what's considered funny. And it's like, no, no, Chris Farley has a plan. You just suck. You're just not good at this. Yeah. He inspired Uh, a lot of those high school class clowns that were way too loud and belligerent. Also, do you think that seamstress and textile workers are shaking in their boots right now? Because if Chris Farley gets further, do we really need to inspire more large men to rip tiny coats? <laughs> uh, how, many, how many coats do you think were ripped in directly? How the death of garments, Chris Farley, how many is he responsible for? Uh, a handful. <laughs> That's it. Just a handful. handful. He was tasteful about it. He knew, once again, I feel like 
I mean, when you hear when you hear people talk about Chris Farley, it is with such like a reverence and like the like a brilliance of a person where you're like, oh, I, I didn't know that he cared that much about this art form. And they were like, no, he he really gave a shit. But Kristen yeah. Wiig, I mean, I think like not to just gloss over her because it's, you know, the the man, Chris Farley, but like because Kristen Wiig, as far as like characters has brought in us so many of like, especially current favorites, uh, Target Lady is great the yeah i'm trying to think of the see the problem with kristen wig is that they because she got to be so big on the cast that they just kind of started putting her in the like every woman role whereas yeah. when she when she was getting started she's weird as shit man like when you let kristen wig just do her own stuff like uh during the pandemic when they were just like hey you're all just writing sketches from your home like just if you film something We'll take a look at it and probably put it on. Mm-hmm. The shit she did when she was hosting uh, her own stuff is so like fucking weird. And she's <laughs> yeah. so like, like you can tell that there's stuff that like she never got to do just because like she started to get too famous. And they were like, all right, we're going to keep you, we're going to keep you just doing normal stuff because people like that. You can be funny right. in those, but like she wanted to do, she wanted to get weird. And I appreciate that about her. She, her talent was, not wasted because obviously she got super famous and to this day is still very famous. I also appreciate she had many characters that they could have beaten into the ground. Yeah. Um, but she didn't want to do those characters over and over again. I think she kind of did it periodically because they made her, but yeah. she didn't want to do those characters over and over again. Like Target Lady. Um, Gilly was Gilly. Uh, was another yeah. great one. The the woman who's just better than you at everything, like the one-upsman woman. Penelope. Penelope. Penelope, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's such a great, such a great, like you said, I think she's just like, instead, she's like, I'm just going to keep making up characters then, so that way. She had a seven-year run, too, and kept it fresh for seven years. That's, and I'm just yeah. looking it up over here. Chris Farley only did five. So, longevity-wise, well, did Chris Farley only do five because, I mean, Rip? Or was it because, was he He was fired. It? He was fired? He was fired. And, and Tommy Boy had just come out, so he was fine. He had a movie career. But Kristen was doing Bridesmaids while still on SNL. So it was just crazy. Like, respect. <laughs> I respect the hustle. I'm not getting Chris Farley. I don't know Jack about shit, but that's my vote. Uh, I, it's hard. I, yeah, I think I think it's got to be Chris Farley, right, Zach? Or do you want to? I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, going, I'm going Chris Farley just because, yeah, he was on for five years. But the highs were more consistent for me. Is Kristen didn't have as many standout skits. She was just such a solid performer that she still sticks out in most people's memories. And she put she like every era of SNL had like one or two female cast members really stand out. Yeah. Um, and she was the one that really did that. It, even so, to the point where like every other female cast member that tried to get on the show and be the next Kristen Wiig couldn't for until a long she stepped time. aside. Yeah. Like she, until she stepped aside and Kate McKinnon came in. That's yeah. She was the one that replaced Kristen, and as far as the lead female actress, and now we'll get to it later. But I think at this point in the show's history, the female cast members are way funnier than the male cast members. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. All right. So next up, we'll go with the original funny woman, Gilda Radner, going up against Norm McDonald. Ooh, this one is damn. This is a. I mean, well, Norm. I mean, Norm did do sketches but norm mostly known for his weekend updates that he became the weekend update person really one of i mean i think if you look at people's favorite weekend update hosts 
he kind of goes up there as like one of the top. Ones. I love yeah. I remember his weekend updates, and yeah. he, I, he, I have ideas of his sketches. I remember all of his Jeopardy ones. Obviously, he was great in those. My issue with Gilda Radner is I am a young spry child of the forest. I'm young. I'm out here flittering around. I was, this is before my time. Gilda Radner was in the seventies, man. Same. I don't want to take yeah. that away from her, but I don't got any memory of any of her skits. I remember her in like a, a jumpsuit and a hat with her hair. That's it. I don't know what she said, what she did. And that's probably uh, not even her hair. That's probably a character that she does called Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Yep. That is. Yep. Which, yeah, I, cause I had the same in my mind to like the big frizzy, you're like, oh, that's Gilda Radner. It's like, no, she actually, she was a, that was not, she had normal hair. She's had normal hair like a normal person, not just this giant like frizzy mop. I know we say we, you know, we wait to do our research depending on who gets to the final four, but I wanted to at least honor Gilda Radner's because yeah, you're right, Cody. I think, I mean, and that is always the beauty of SNL is that because it's been here so long, you can just come in whenever. It's like a soap opera where you're not going to miss much when you hop into the show. You know, like there will yeah. be a little bit of stuff that you're like, why are people laughing at this joke? It's like, oh, that character's been on before. Don't worry. You'll get it. You'll get there. Feels like there's never a need to look back. Also, in doing so, because it is a weekly show that is trying to somewhat comment on the current times, a lot of things you're like, I don't even know who that politician is. All the 70s shit, I had no clue, except for like Nixon's, uh, re- resignation, like that kind of stuff is the only stuff. The stuff that I learned in history class that yeah. they made jokes about, that's the shit I remember. But the small little stories that happened, no clue, no okay. idea. But now you've brought up a great point. And that is, why don't we teach history class through the lens of SNL? I hated history. I'm very bad at yeah. history to this day. Don't get dates. Don't get what was going on. But if you were to be like, hey, this scene in this book pairs with this SNL bit. I don't think you don't get dates because you're bad at history. It's because you're ugly. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him. I got, got his him. ass. I also think we should teach it through SNL. Or we could just have improv classes, teach all, fire all the teachers, rehire them as improvers. Yeah. I've learned more from wait, improv so hold on. than let I me, have through Let me get this class. straight. You're saying, by, so instead of like people who go to school for multiple years, get a degree in teaching, yep. learn, learn a subject matter, and then go on to teach that through their passion, fire them yeah. and instead hire your local improv group, which is a lot of like dudes who just like are in their, you know, 30s to 40s, just like, ah, this might be a fun thing, you know, oh, a new little thing to try out, hang out with my friends and make the funnies. Is, and I, did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, dude, especially for math, math, science. I, place I think Nick Hughes gave us the per- the perfect tagline for any improv team. Hang out and make some funnies. Yeah, make some funnies. Maybe. I would also add maybe make some funnies. Um, I, I've done a little improv myself as a man in my 30s, and it's a, it's a strong maybe that there will be funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so, and what and in what why do we need to do this, Cody? Sorry, I didn't mean to. It seems like you're going to expand on this brilliant idea of yours. So people like you can learn math. I, you, it was your idea, dude. How? I'm just trying what? To no, that's, how that was that my here? idea? My idea was that they would <laughs> they would pair using pop culture of the time <laughs> to the moment that you're talking about as a better way to like educate because that's also a really good form of education is to do multiple medias to help someone get it. You're just saying <laughs> you should have someone come in and basically be like, fuck this. Let's talk about life kids. Cause that's what every person would do. Yeah, if you dude, gave an I'm improver so- an open room with, with like 20 to 30 kids and they can just rip. 
they are going to rip. They have, they do not care about the context of what they're talking about. They're about to tell you how the world really is. Okay. I'm just saying I could have benefited from some improvisational math is all I'm trying to throw out there. And you're what is improvisational math, Cody? It's when a bunch of improvers do math and talk about calculus and shit. Nick, get how do they do that? (laughs) Improv, Cody. Come on, improv with me. I'm yes anding you. I want you to tell me. Keep going. Keep it up. How does improv math work, Cody? You ask the crowd for a number, and then... <laughs> and you talk about the genesis of that number. Yeah, exactly. You talk about it's prime. If it's Through a prime song. number, how do you square root that? You got yeah. some guy doing it, he, you know, the radius of pi. Dude, it's not my fault you don't know math, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anyone after your improvisational math class also would not know math. Yeah. I mean, I think this sucks. I think Norm McDonald's the one we got to vote for. I love Gilda Radner in theory, but I don't know anything about her. I know she was one of the, was she one of the OGs? Was she like yeah, the original? Yep. She's part of the original seven. Yep. Yeah. I put her, her, I put her, I put her in the top 16, but and I I'm, I'm personally going with Norm spoiler alert, just because um, Gilda was, um, influential not for my generation but for like the generation before me and the generation before me for for really putting snl on the map and i just had to give credit to that and she she really influenced so many performers and she was the most likable of the cast members in my opinion of the 70s cast besides belushi and Aykroyd, which we'll get to but um she just always had that likable attitude to her but she also like would say funny narcissistic shit but with a smile on her face and that's what always made her so great too she was definitely i mean i think what she brought to that seven was she was one of the ones that was like she could go really dark but because she was like a very small petite woman she just smile at the end you know she's kind of like pioneered that like hey we're gonna get real dark but with like a smile and a wink at you and be like yeah it's okay we we're just joking these are just jokes, folks. These are just jokes. Don't worry about it. And I think, right. you know, especially seeing a woman do that at that time was incredibly inspirational to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, oh, we can be we- like we can be weird and be funny, too. You know, we can get we can get just yeah. as weird as these dudes are and still and still hold our own. So she she was p- very versatile, too. She was playing like uh, they did the Patti Smith parody the uh, Patty Smith, the punk musician from the seventies. Oh yeah. She did candy slice was her name. And she was just this drunk punk musician that kept passing out and had giant hair in her armpits and like all this <laughs> stuff. And she did a lot of cool stuff too. Yeah. And they did, no. they didn't beat, they didn't beat her characters to the ground either. So no, no. All right. Well, you already heard it. We got two, we got two going for norm. I will, I will ceremoniously vote for Gilda just to, just to give her that, but we will move uh, norm on. So now we have Norm McDonald going up against Chris Farley. And once again, too, I mean, I think I'm trying, we got a few on this list that were, that were mainly weekend update people. I think it's how, how important to the show is weekend update, right? It's, you know, it's a great time for everyone to catch their breath. It's in the middle. It's right after, you know, the first musical performance. They, everyone gets like a third. I've always thought that was kind of wild though, especially when you think about that, it's live. That if between the commercial after the, after the sketch for the commercial, all the way, you know, performance, commercial, weekend update, another commercial. That's like 45 minutes that you're just backstage as like the host. Like, I'm assuming just doing more coke and just getting yeah. ready for, you can only do so much coke. You might get, it's going to fuck you up for the last back half there. You got to be careful. That space of time is wild to me. But yeah, I, I wonder, like, what do you all think as far as like, 
weekend update. Cause I worry that that ended up becoming in a way Fox news and follow me here that basically we don't actually have to talk about the news. We can just use it as a pilot to say stupid shit and give our opinions on it. And whereas weekend updates funny, uh, I would argue yeah. Tucker Carlson uh, is detrimental to society. As a, the most casual of SNL fans, Weekend Update is probably the only thing that I catch on a semi-regular basis. If you're a lover of stand-up comedy, Weekend Update is one of the highlights for you personally, I think. And for mm-hmm. me, the reason why um, Norm is my favorite Weekend Update person throughout the entire history, because he had that that shit-eating grin every time he was on. And you never knew where he was going to go with every single joke. Even if it bombed, he was so confident. He just stared the camera down and did not care. And that's why I loved it so much. I, would, I, I Yeah, I'm influenced heavily by Norm on a regular basis. I would respect that too. He would, he would stare at the audience until the audience laughed. Whether that was mm-hmm. because they felt awkward or bad or whatever. He got the joke over through sheer force of will. And that is something I've never, I haven't seen since on the Weekend Update desk. I've heard people say about Norm, he was the most intelligent person in the room, pretending to be the dumbest person in the room. And I think that was, that's a really great way to say it. Cause like the jokes are dumb, but he's just like, yeah, I told that one. Deal with it. (laughs) Here's the problem I have though. So I would say that Weekend Update is the most important part of the show on Sunday but 10 yeah. years later, the sketches are the stuff we remember. Yeah, right. True. No one's going back to classic weekend update. I mean, outside yeah. of characters that show up on weekend update that you want to that you want to like rewatch and re-see the yeah, the actual However, jokes, the OJ Simpson jokes. I still remember from Norm <laughs> that actually. Well, that's almost that's why people think that he got fired like he I read the SNL history book yeah and yeah, um, yeah and that's a crazy saga where the president of like NBC is basically homies with OJ yeah and he's like sends a note down which like doesn't usually I mean he sends notes later but not before a show and he's like hey you guys aren't gonna like make fun of OJ are you this is like right after the the like Bronco chase and all of that and getting yep. into the court and they were like and uh Lauren is like hey we got this note Norm and like just hey basically he's like you get it right and Norm was like thumbs up boss and then just rips like <laughs> uses the entire segment instead of like focusing on like I'll just get one off because like hey we are a show. We can't not talk about this. This would be, re- this is the most watched thing that's ever happened in human history. Like we have to talk about it. I'll give one and I'll move on. He was like, nah, fuck that. Like the whole right, like I, him and uh, I think, uh, I want to say it was like Al Franken, maybe just all they did was just write like a full set and just rip jokes. And, uh, and yeah. the president of NBC was like, yeah, I need you to fire Norm. And Lauren was like, I'm not firing Norm. That was hilarious. And eventually like that president gets his way. And it's a really, it's actually like a really set. It's right after Chris Farley dies. Like people didn't think Chris Farley dies. They're going to, they bury him on a Saturday or they bury him. I think on a Friday to go do Saturday night live either that week or the next week. And Norm shows up and they're like, yeah, so you're not going to do the weekend update now. And he was like, wait, what? We're mid season. Who the hell are you getting to replace me? So it's, yeah. I mean, that's how powerful he, I, I, I say all that to speak to like, this dude was a G at what he, if people don't really remember him, he's one of the, I mean, that's always the interesting thing with cast members is how many of them, you know, some of them go on to be great and, you know, but not all of them are end up being Adam Sandler. You know, there are the ones that like right. just have their, have a, you know, probably a solid career, but 
I think Norm did Norm McDonald have a show like a like a, a like yeah. a sitcommy. Yep. Like Everyman yep. TV show. Yeah, it was called Norm. It, it Norm it, original, and it was on ABC shortly thereafter. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I I feel I like I remember, I remember it, but oh yeah, we ran for we ran for two years with uh, Lori Metcalf was there, so that's that's a big deal. So I'm gonna lock in Chris Farley. I love Norm Macdonald. I think he's the best at Weekend Update, maybe ever. But Farley stood the test of time. All of his bits I remember, and again, it was before I was like even able to watch this stuff. It's we're watching it still in 2020. So 2022. What year is it? I don't know. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> it feels All like 2020 at 2020 once we hit quarantine time paused yeah and that's why paul rudd looks the same yeah <laughs> i um i'm gonna have to go chris i would i would go chris farley as well mostly because i i have to admit my i have to admit some bias here it feels like a vote for chris farley is a vote for adam sandler which uh spoiler yeah. alert <laughs> not on this list and i'm i'm okay with it i get it i get that he's not He's big. He's much bigger as a celebrity than he was as a talent on Saturday Night Live. Also part of the group that got fired unceremoniously. Yeah, yeah. And but a, but a vote for Farley. I mean, because also too. I mean, I know we we've only talked about the uh, McFoley sketch, but like in there you have the Gap Girls, which is just hilarious. You have his the uh, Chippendales with uh, Patrick Swayze. It's just like the best yeah. no set like i just love that he no sells being a big boy and that he's like no i'm just as sexy as patrick swayze like yeah. who are you gonna go with here it's either me or yeah. patrick which and it's like the sexy one which one that's both of us right now you gotta pick like <laughs> i just oh man he did so good he was so every and just like you said earlier like every time he's in a sketch like is it i don't even know if he's actively trying to make people break but people just can't handle being around the guy. Like he just, he just crushes it so hard in every, every time he does it. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with Chris here. Where, where are you at Zach? Uh, yeah. Chris hands down for me, the better sketch performer norm norm had, as far as like, I think if you had put Chris and norm in the same room and told them both to do a stand up set, norm would take it hands down. But yeah. Chris as a sketch performer, much stronger. So I got to give it to Chris. Yeah, I think the only thing that makes me sad about this, though, is that how much I love his, uh, like you mentioned, the Jeopardy sketches. So yeah. my wife, there's like 13 of them, I think. And my wife, like my wife and I one night just like watched, found all of them, which some of them are very like hard to find. You have to like watch them off of like Russian sites because for some Daily reason. They, yeah. <laughs> They've like banned them, like, or they just won't post them, but they are, but him as Burt Reynolds is yeah. just so classic ripping Will Ferrell's uh, Alex Trebek is so good. So yeah. good. I'll, I'll also, Nick, um, just to, to read, I, I put Adam Sandler, if I had to rank him, I would put him like 17 or 18 on, yeah. the, on the list. And it, just because I like his film career, at least the late nineties, much more than his time on SNL. Yep. I still love his SNL time period, but that's also why Bill Murray is not on the top 16 for me too. It's because that's Bill fair. Murray, I love his film career more than I love his time on SNL. I yeah. always forget he was even on SNL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I understand. I can, once I saw the list, I was like, I get it. If we're talking about pure SNL, what did you do while you were on the show? You got to give it to, yeah, he's, he was good. But once again, how much of it is being good and how much of it is being in the same sketch with Chris Farley. Right. And you're like, 
oh, that was that was a Farley. Farley's carrying you, you know, or making this a little bit more memorable. So, all right. Well, Chris Farley will move on to the final four where we will do our research. We will watch uh, some Chris Farley sketches. Uh, but that is it, folks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Friendly Competition. If you want to know about your boys, a few things that you can do. As always, share with a friend, tell a friend. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate, review. All of that would be incredibly helpful. Absolutely. And follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea for a 16-team tournament like our boy Zach did, email us to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com or our website, friendlycompetitionpodcast.com. Go to contact and submit through there. Zach, do you got anything coming up? Anything you want to let the people know? Any socials? Give them them digits, dude. Yes, I have a website, zachdresch.com, Z-A-C-H-D-R-E-S-C-H dot com, where you can check out um, some of my show shows coming up, ticket stuff, Gronies t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. Otherwise, I also post a little bit more on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram, that kind of thing. My Instagram handle is Z-A-Dresch. Zadresh because I ran out of characters <laughs> and uh, Facebook Zach Dresh. I have a uh, couple of profiles there. One uh, is a public page and one is a pro just a regular profile, whatever. Uh, I post a lot. I've got a lot of stuff coming up um, on Saturday, August 13th. My band, The Disarmed, is releasing our album. We're doing our album release show at the Four Winds Music and Art Festival. We're very excited. I'm also going to be hosting the Four Winds Festival. So I'm going to be introducing a lot of the acts and getting to uh, introduce bands and artists with Wilbur the Coyote from Gigglebee's fame. So I am very, very excited about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. It's going to be be a banger. They they pull them from the dead. They they open the tomb and let him out. Yeah, I am excited. I'm excited to introduce Nodes of Ranvier with uh, Wilbur the Coyote. That's going to be so fun. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's incredible. That is, for anyone who doesn't know what Gigglebees is, that's South Dakota was too poor to get a Chuck E. Cheese. So they they just made up one and it was called Gigglebees. And instead of a rat, they used a coyote and dragons. Why? No one will ever know. Because you're not not our fucking dad, all right? We can do whatever we want out here. It's the Wild West, baby. (laughs) And since since the game Five Nights at Freddy's, is that the game? Yeah. That Wilbur terrifies me since Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it looks almost, yeah, it's almost like taken from, yeah, it looks almost identical to, I 100%. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and speak. I mean, speaking of the Four Winds Festival, shout outs to Charizard for our intro outro music. You want to hear more of their stuff? You can go to the Four Winds Festival, or you can always go to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. That's going to be it for us, folks. We got Group B coming out on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Carey. I've been Zach Dresch. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat.